What's up, players, mother jammers, scammers, riding down the bike on the pajamas. Getting chased by the police, they're trying to put us in the slammer. Oh, yes. And some people that I still need to call, including my grandma. Oh. (laughs) And wait, I got one. I got one. Hold on. Get and those who get dystorama. Okay, that was bad. That was bad. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I apologize on behalf of our team. We're gonna have a sit-down meeting about this. <laughs> so, uh, what's up? Feels like it's been quite a while, honestly. Welcome to another episode, y'all. We are cooling. We're chilling at the structure. We're just lounging in the area. <laughs> we're uh, we're uh, we're digging we're at the dwelling. Occupying the location. Yeah, it's your girl Do chilling here. With my lover, my captain of my ship, Rin. Ayo, we're cohorts. And thank you for all the support and everybody who's been listening to this cast. We have a lot of fun making it, and we hope that y'all are listening. And if you're not, cut that out right now. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it all. Stop it. Go ahead and quit that. I hope everybody's doing good up there. I'm feeling good today. Yesterday, I was feeling like shyster. But today, you know, starting to feel like a goddess again. So, you know those days when you remember who the beep you are? That's today. Because I was having a really annoying situation with this apartment I was trying to rent. And I paid the dang application fee. Which is like, that's not cheap, you know? It's like 50 bucks. And then I get approved for the apartment, I think, or I thought, I don't know, all they did was just send me a lease to sign. And I like got a really bad feeling and started looking up reviews for this management company. Worst reviews I've ever freaking seen. Holy shist. I'm gonna name drop because nobody should ever rent from these people. Advantage property management in Fort Collins. Literally worst reviews I've ever seen. Apparently they're crooks and they steal your money and they're terrible and they invade your personal space and yeah. So anti-shops out. And like thank god I didn't sign the lease before reading these comments. It could be way worse. I I would be freaking out right now if I did that but I'm still kicking myself for applying and paying these fees before reading the reviews. But it's okay. I know now. I won't do that again. And word to the wise, always read reviews before you even apply to an apartment. Okay, that's the lesson for the day. Okay. But it does suck because I've been trying to get out of this apartment and like you think you have a solution figured out and then just like that, you're back to square one. You know, it's annoying, but it's okay. We will prevail. That's what we do. We prevail and got some other ideas in the works. Kind of been thinking of buying an RV to travel the country a little bit dare i say the world because we're gonna drive that thing across the ocean let's try to put some flippers on it (laughs) but yeah so that's exciting it's and it's all gonna work out that's something you need to remember and i need to remember is the universe is conspiring to help you in every aspect of your life and everything that you do it's working things out in the best way possible you never know 
what worse luck your bad luck is saving you from. Dang, son. (laughs) Dang, son. (laughs) Dang, son. Okay, okay. That's enough. (laughs) Dang, son. Well, what are we talking about today, Rin? This is make do. We here to realize our truth and do breakthroughs. Ooh, excellent. Anyway, um, we're still kind of workshopping topics. Workshopping the topics. Workshop, workshopping the topics to talk with. And today we thought we'd talk about masculinity that is toxic. Toxic masculinity. The masculinity that is toxic. And why you shouldn't do it, because it's going to kill you. Anyway, we're back in action with another retraction. Just want to talk about toxicity that's masculine. Um, yeah, just thought maybe it was worth mentioning this idea of the the uberman kind of bs that i thought was kind of maybe detrimental to be trying to be so hard to be this alpha anyway uh makers doers check this out some thoughts that i had on it if y'all have anything to add or share feel free to in the comments down below or and or via hate mail it's all good A notion that I have seen circulating is that we're supposed to be dominant and indomitable. Just this manly man machine, just not to be trifled with, which, you know, I guess it makes sense on one level, because if you you have a vision, something that you're trying to accomplish, some bigger scheme, you don't want to be dissuaded or pushed around. But something I've noticed is this idea that being some kind of bullheaded alpha male is sought after. And I think there's a fine line between being mean and disrespecting the people around you to get whatever you want and being a strong person looking after everyone. Being assertive is obviously useful when we need to get stuff done and make our needs clear. But I've seen this idea floating around of you know, being the strongest man alive, getting those gains, being some unkillable warlord just for the sake of being, like, superior. Now, I, I do understand that, you know, that warrior in a garden metaphor well enough, but I always saw the reason for being tough was to keep yourself and your people safe, not just to be able to bully folks around and be someone that they can't say no to. You know, my point is, why are you even working out, hitting the gym, throwing those punches? You know, someone who is a bronco, runs free, can't be broken, can just as well be a workhorse easily. In being a pack mule, though, just don't let them step on you and use you. If you've got a lot of strength, though, the purpose is to be able to carry more, metaphorically and physically. Some of us don't like to fight, don't like confrontation, but occasionally things do escalate, and in those situations you're going to want some brawn on your side, I guess. Makes sense. But if that person is extremely stubborn or only cares about their own interests and preservation, then that's not going to serve you, obviously. So why praise that? With great power comes great responsibility. R.I.P. Uncle Ben. Yeah, I'm kind of just uh, sort of just extreme. I guess I just didn't really see the uh, appeal of, you know, putting people down and just trying to get laid all the time. Doesn't really seem to further any substantial goals. We're all looking for our pleasures and fixes, but some more than others, surely. Well, I definitely agree with that. I personally have never been attracted to or drawn to 
men of that sort that you were just talking about. And I think that the toxic masculinity mask is kind of something that plays hand in hand with a very misogynistic view of women should be docile, women should wait for instruction from the man, and all that fun kind of perspectives of women are the caretaker, men bring home the bread, and it seems pretty obvious to me that the root of that way of thinking comes from religion. Like, I used to be pretty close to some Mormons and ex-Mormons, and I saw, like, a shocking way of living where Mormons literally tell their women to keep sweet. That's a direct quote, keep sweet. And it just means shut the hell up, have a smile on your face, look pretty, basically do everything for the man. Just please the man. And, like, this is kind of going off topic, but, for instance, one of the Mormons just had a baby, and they were getting their baby blessed by a church leader, as they do, and I was invited. They knew I was non-Mormon and non-practicing any type of religion, and it was very nice of them to invite me, and I show up, and the woman was not even allowed to participate in this baby blessing at all. They were expected to sit on the couch next to me while their baby was being blessed by the men. Like, that was just so shocking to me, because if I was that Mormon woman, don't you think that deep down she'd be thinking, like, I literally gave birth, I gave life to this child, and I'm sitting next to, like, I'm in the same status as a non-believer watching my baby being blessed? And that's just, like, a snapshot of how Mormons operate, how misogyny is, and it, it gives men this paradigm that they need to be, like, emotionless. They need to be the alpha. They need to be powerful. They need to lay all the women and the women. Like, even the same thing with, like, how they have multiple wives. Like, the women aren't allowed to have multiple husbands, but they're allowed to have multiple wives. How is that fair? I think that with this new age, things I see on social media and out in the wild, I feel like this whole idea of toxic masculinity is kind of dying in a lot of ways. At least I hope it is. Like, I mean, you see, <laughs> I hate to bring this up because I know people are probably expecting me to, but Harry Styles, he wears dresses or he wore a dress for some type of shoot, magazine shoot, and um, people loved it. Like, of course, there's many people who are not fans of it because they're probably still in this masculine paradigm. But, um, like, now these new generations, they appreciate and like and find it attractive when men aren't worried about seeming masculine all the time, if that makes any sense. Like, Yeah, well, I think that, that like, need for validation, like, it's comes off as being deeply insecure. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you, as a man, see another man wearing a dress and you say, oh my god, what is wrong with him? That's disturbing. I don't know what these people would say. <laughs> Where the heck's his flannel and blue jeans at? Yeah, like, that is so clearly putting a mirror up to you and how you are threatened by that because you can't imagine a straight man wearing a dress because it must mean that they're homosexual. I mean, it also plays into, like, 
homophobic way of thinking. Like, I'm, <laughs> I've always kind of had this idea, like, if you are homophobic, isn't that saying something about you? That, first of all, why do you care where somebody's putting their genitals? And if you do care, in some ways, I feel like it's because you're afraid that you're gay. Like, not saying that you are gay, but... You are. <laughs> you, you are, are gay. <laughs> Jealous much? <laughs> but yeah, if you care at all about where somebody else is putting their genitals and you don't agree with it, then how is that not, like, showing an outward sense of fear that you... Does that make sense? Like, religious people spend so much time worrying about who's gay and showing that they're not gay. And that's probably also where this toxic masculinity mask has come from, is you have to show your church leaders and everybody around you that you're not gay. Because it's not accepted. So now there's, like, this whole new, like, rappers that I look up to male rappers will wear like fur coats and stuff like the underachievers ak one of the rappers he wears all this crazy clothes and i think it's so cool like and like post malone i've seen him wear fur and stuff and paint their nails and like pete davidson paints his nails and stuff and everybody knows that they are insanely confident and it really just screams that they aren't afraid to do whatever they want which is, and yeah, I, th think. I think it comes off as very beta to be super preoccupied with what other people are doing. and Yeah, absolutely. That is like the number one issue with every disagreement in the whole world is people just caring what other people are doing. I mean, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other can of worms. Like, maybe you do love to wear blue jeans and flannels, and that's awesome, but you are outwardly showing toxic masculinity if you care or are offended by these people wearing clothes that you would never wear. I don't know if I'm saying this eloquently or not, but, um, like when I first met Rin, you were staying at my house for the first time and you were like, do you have any pants to wear or something? And I was like, I only really have leggings and stuff. Like I didn't have any sweatpants or anything. And you were just like, I don't care. I'll wear them. <laughs> and I was like, really? No way. And I I don't know. I thought that, that was cool. I'd, I'd never met anybody who was just degaffed so hard, you know? Off topic, one example that comes to mind about this toxic masculinity is a long time ago when I was a server, I was serving this table. I was serving these guests who were sitting at a table. We're sitting at a table. AKA a table. <laughs> and it was a family of like four young sons and they were bringing out their mother who was dying and I was basically like, serving her. She was actively dying at that moment? Or on, <laughs> yeah, on her way out? On her way out. And they were basically serving her her last meal and I was their server. And this was a family that did not have money. They were struggling. They just wanted to bring their mother out to her favorite restaurant. Um, it was obviously very sad. I definitely shed some tears. She couldn't even get the food down and we had to like puree her food for her and she couldn't eat it very well. And it was very sad. It was a bonding moment between me and this family because I 
was there for that and I was honored to be their server. Anyways, they scraped together the money, paid the bill, paid me a decent tip, which they certainly didn't have to, and it was cool. I think a year later, that same family comes in without their mother because she had passed, and I was their server again, and it was crazy because they were sitting at the same exact table, and we were just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I can't believe you guys are back out here, and they were like, we're so happy you're our server again, and blah, blah, blah. At the end of the dinner, one of the guys comes up to me, and he's like, thank you so much. Like, it was just so good to see you and be able to talk about what happened. And he gave me a hug, and he started crying. And his young son, who was probably like four, he was like laughing, and he was like, Daddy, are you crying? I mean, he was probably just uncomfortable with the situation and trying to cope, but his dad was like, yes, honey, daddy's crying. And I thought it was just so cool because he was just, like, he wasn't trying to cover it up. He wasn't trying to act manly in that situation or strong. He was just being authentic and also kind of teaching a lesson to his young son saying, yep, men cry. I'm not ashamed of it. I've thought about that for a long time. That was really cool of him to do that. And it was even in front of, like, a bunch of other guests, too. That just shows security within himself. And I just thought it was a really good example to show a child and other people. It is okay for males to experience and display emotions, regardless of what you may have heard about that. Yeah. I mean, I I can definitely see the draw to practicing being more stoic and less reactive consciously but i think that's particularly regarding anger it's definitely fine and pretty cool to be passionate and compassionate you know caring and if you are moved by the beauty or the sadness of a situation that's nothing wrong with that one viral tiktok that's out right now is it's like a how it started, how it ended, and it's this dad watching Moana, his daughter, and at first, in the beginning, he's like pretending to row a boat with his daughter on this beanbag, and it's funny, and then it goes to the how it ended, and he's crying at the end of the movie, and it's like adorable, and it's viral, people love it, and I think that it's just cool to see that. I mean, it it is normal, like, I see that and I think nothing of it besides it's cute and funny. I'm sure there's people who disagree. I just think it needs to be normalized and seen more. And especially just like with anybody who cries during movies, like we're always trying to hide ourselves crying at movies. It's just like, why? Just let yourself cry. Sometimes I still try to hide my tears from Rin, but at the same time, I don't at all. Like, I'd be licking them up. <laughs> we just recently finished Final Fantasy X, and I was crying my eyes out. That is such an amazing and moving game. Um, but just a quick search on WebMD about signs of toxic masculinity is... One, homophobia. Two, need for control. Promiscuity, being promiscuous. Refusing to help with household duties. Risk-taking. Sexual aggression toward women. Stoicism. And violence. 
and I can think of a few examples for this. Like, oh yeah, one thing that really bothered me was one of my family members was talking to my cousin's boyfriend at like Thanksgiving and uh, the boyfriend had gained some weight, you know, as we all do, we all fluctuate. And this family member was like, oh, you gained a little weight there, getting a little chunky. And I like pulled him aside later and I was like, why would you say that? That's like rude to say. And he was like, nah, men always do that to each other. And it's like, really, should they though? That would make me feel like shyst. Yeah, I had a friend who, he was telling me one time that some some old, some person that we went to high school with saw him at a bar, and he was like, oh man, you're really fat now, and, you know, he was trying to, like, put on a tough front, but he said later he was really sad about it, actually. Yeah, and I know for a fact that my cousin's boyfriend thinks about that from time to time, at least, to probably relieve and hurt his feelings. And... Yeah, because we all want to be, you know, in shape and fit and whatever, so if someone's, like, harping on us for it it's not gonna feel good no matter who you are and of course in that moment the boyfriend was like oh yeah you know just like trying to brush it off but there's no way that it didn't bother him and obviously with females we rarely comment on each other's weight because of instagram and eating disorders and stuff but it's extremely prevalent in men too that's just what we aren't talking about is men are anorexic too men are bulimic too men get their feelings hurt too. I don't know, I just thought it was very old-fashioned of my family member to just assume that that was okay to say. Um, It just goes with, like, weight shaming and even skinny shaming. Like, I know people who are pretty skinny and get comments all the time of, like, you're too damn skinny. And It's just, it seems, for whatever reason, people think it's okay because it's a man. And it's not. And it's just not helpful, really. I mean, I one thing I've heard is this is way more common amongst men. And I think part of it is probably that, like, oh, you're not a real man kind of attitude, you know, that people are pushing onto each other. Like, oh, you're not manly enough. Like, how, well, how do you think that's going to affect your confidence or your self-image for someone to tell you that? Especially if it is someone that you look up to or want to be like, telling you that you're not enough generally, you know? I mean... I think a, a, th- a quote that just came to mind is that it's like one of those keep calm and carry on kind of, you know, t-shirt uh, ideas. It was like real queens don't knock each other down. They uh, help adjust each other's crowns, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think the same thing should apply to guys. You know, it's like if you if you think you're so marvelous and such a specimen, then wouldn't it make sense and be reasonable to try to support that in other people you know yeah promote that and not be like leering over people with it basically yeah absolutely and yeah about the suicide thing i learned in school that most women when they try to they will attempt many times and in some ways it's a cry for help but in men they're more likely to carry through with it when they have decided then they will find a way to do it, basically. Which is really sad, because they must just feel like they have no, no one to talk to, no way out of it. They're just supposed to be this way. They're supposed to be strong. They aren't feeling strong. Well, who's going to help me? Because everybody I know is expecting me to just man up. Even that phrase, man up, 
that's toxic masculinity. And it's all just dangerous, you know? We're all human. And, oh, one thing I was just thinking about was we were looking at one of Rin's old friend's Instagram because he was like, oh, there should be some old pictures of me on there. And I love looking at old pictures of him because he's so sexy. And <laughs> uh, we found this one of him like playing guitar and his old friend posted it with the caption, little and it's like, what? That is so uncalled for. Aren't you friends? And that's totally just like their attempt at asserting dominance. Okay, why? How does that help in any way? What is that doing for you? How is that serving you? And it's like, this was a friend that you had for like a decade. Yeah, like my whole life. I think that was just his way of boosting his ego. Like a lot of, I've seen a lot of that. I mean, I might be taking it out of context, but of no, course, no. if we asked him, he'd probably say, oh, that was just a joke, but it's like not. I mean, it, it might be a joke, but that's your, that's your go-to. That's your idea of funny. I can see how I would be taking it too seriously, but at the same time, it's like, why would you not just be like, love this dude? No, I get it. That's a big reason I don't talk to most of those people anymore. If your idea of a good time is making other people feel bad, like, good for you, I, but I probably will not hang out with you. Yeah, and I see that in men a lot, like, friend groups. Like, my brother, he used to get straight up bullied by these people that he's been friends with for well over 10 years now and I mean I get it they're they're still homies and they still care about each other but that's just the go-to reaction is to treat your friends like shit I don't get that like it seems like in a friend group there's always one that like takes the brunt of all the jokes well I think at the end of the day they just really don't care (laughs) they say they do but like are they really there for you probably not where are you now yeah doing whatever you do and they're not furthering that yeah but at the same time it's like they want like they'll call you to hang out and stuff and treat you like crap i don't get it that's not a way to assert dominance you don't need to assert dominance and if you're that friend there's better people out there there's people that will treat you right and care about you because like some of my brother's friends are so nice to him and uh shocker i do not like the friends that used to be mean to him and i like the friends that have always been very kind to him so on that note if you are feeling down don't have any friends treat you well feeling like any of that stuff feel free to reach out to us it's real it's rough out there there are people that are struggling within themselves and they will find any vehicle to make themselves better aka treat you like crap aka make fun of you make fun of what you're wearing make fun of what you listen to make fun of you for crying at a movie i think that's just weakness really masquerading as strength you know totally it's all weakness like if you're really tough you one you don't have to prove it it's just true and then two you wouldn't have to compare or belittle other people to make it so on the subject of abusing people that you think are weaker women particularly it's like you're talking about a different type of person than you that you're devaluing based on some one some ancient outdated patriarchal oppressive scheme and then two if you do see people females 
as being smaller, gentler, weaker, how that's not something to be taken advantage of. You know, I would think the natural instinct would be to defend them. You know, it's like that. I feel like that's the whole idea of being like a quote unquote warrior is you're standing up for people. Yeah. So there's this word, it's Plutarchy. It's the system of rule where the powerful do as they please because they can't be stopped. It's like, well, that is where we are. And yeah, I always just thought it was kind of insane that it's like someone has power over you, someone above you is telling you what to do. And so your first reaction is to squabble amongst your peers. It's like, oh yeah, let's fight over, let's fight over scraps. That's gonna, that's gonna get us further along. Sometimes I see it manifest as that the Second Amendment's right declaration, which I always think is kind of funny, but that whole like, oh, I'm gonna I'm protect my rights. I wish someone would try to break into my house. I, I just, I think it's hilarious, honestly, but also it was just unacceptable. But you're trying to be lethal against your neighbors. That's the conclusion, especially when the whole point of the bearing arms amendment is to battle against a corrupt government to make sure we're not oppressed by a military. So if you are a gun owner and you're just hyper fixated on being able to defeat your fellow man, I think kind of missing the point. But Yeah, in that case, it's like your gun is literally a representation of your dick and you're like well i just want to show anybody it (laughs) i just want it to be real huge and dangerous (laughs) yeah one of the mormons i knew they were so obsessed with guns and they like literally thought that at any moment somebody was going to attack their house and they they were very proud of hiding a gun in every room of their house so that they always were prepared and it's like, okay, what <laughs> what reality are you living in that somebody wants to come and shoot you up? You're literally working like a nine to five. Nobody gives a f- about what's going on in your house. Like, I don't know, it's just kind of a conceited mindset of like, they're coming, they're coming for me and I'm gonna get them. No, nobody, nobody wants what you have. You literally live in a tiny house in Greeley. You have nothing. <laughs> Well, and if someone is so broke or down on their luck that they need to stick you up for your wallet, you think just shooting them in the face is really, like, that's the appropriate resolution to that, like, for humanity? I just rewatched the movie Kick-Ass, which is a great movie. I didn't remember much of it because I had watched it so long ago, but uh, it's basically about this guy who's just dreaming about, like, becoming a hero. Like, he loves comic books, he reads them all the time, and he is just wondering, why don't people, like, try to become a hero more? And Yeah, there's all these billionaires and no Batman. (laughs) And one of the quotes, I don't know exactly what he said, but he was like, he says, one of the sad realities of the world is that superheroes don't exist, and that would be fine if bad guys weren't real, which they are very much real. So he like dreams up the superhero called Kick-Ass and he buys a suit online and he walks around town and he tries to help people like he finds a want <laughs> a wanted kitten he finds a missing kitten poster and he tries to find the cat to bring it back to the person and um he ends up finding this guy who's getting jumped on the street and he steps in and he like starts trying to fight gets his butt kicked a little bit, then it comes to a point where people are watching and filming and nobody's doing anything, of course, and 
the people who are jumping, the guy, one of the dudes pulls out a knife and he's like, what's wrong with you? You seriously want to die over this guy? He's like, people are just watching and filming and doing nothing to help this guy. And you're asking what's wrong with me? And he's like, yeah, I would rather die. This is so badass. He doesn't even know this guy and he's willing to risk his life just to help him because what bothered him so much is just that bad things happen and people will just sit and watch and do nothing and film it even. That is alpha mentality. And I mean, there doesn't need to be alphas, of course, but if there was, that would be it. Protect your fellow man. Step in and do something. Yeah, our whole motto as Americans is supposed to be all for one and one for all. Yeah. So it's you're supposed to be looking out for each individual person. Nobody's first thought is to step in and do what they can. Like, in the movie, he walked away with a bloody nose and got beat to sh- but he gave it everything he had. And that movie's so cool because it's like, he doesn't become like this unstoppable superhero. Like he's just this regular guy that still gets punched in the face and doesn't land every move and isn't an incredible fighter, but he just does what he can. Anyway, I think a big theme of all of these podcasts so far has been to reevaluate your selfish personal mindset and really just start trying to think about the betterment of everyone around you like that's a part of this toxic masculinity is put others down to build yourself up sleep with everything you can to build yourself up what happened to trying to be a hero well yeah i mean you got to take care of yourself obviously but why are you doing that you know the whole like chivalry basically being a gentleman is you are not holding doors open for people because they can't do it it's because you can you can help you can be there i mean if you're if you are strong then pick up the load simple as that i mean i think if you do care about people that's a good incentive to build muscle and develop physical skills because you don't have to be looking for a fight to find one you know um like some people might be trying to punk you or someone else uh, some something bad might happen, but being some arrogant clown is not going to make that any less likely or you know easier to handle. You know, I've always found kind of going back. You know, we said this before: is like be a hero, be observant and resourceful. It's more effective than being loud and demanding. And you know, it's like the it's like the Deathly Hollow story in Harry Potter. The brother that gets the Elder Wand, you know, goes around boasting how he's invincible and you know, the best, and he freaking gets killed in his sleep. So just thought, simple stuff. Watch your surroundings, know your exits. Kind of rephrasing what Bruce Lee said, it's like, know your weapons. And just, you know, know what you're fighting for. You know, a biblical quote is, walk softly but carry a big stick. You know, I would just put it like, there's absolutely no reason to try to make it known how much of a bamf you are. Like, one, nobody cares. Two, you, you just show up. If you really are the best and you're some god, then do your job. Yeah, it's one of my favorite sayings is you never have to tell people what you are. You don't hear people who don't cheat saying, I am not a cheater. I would never cheat. I would never do that. You don't need to convince anybody of what you actually are. So... Yeah, the, there's another... Yeah, the truth is like a lion... You set it free and it will defend itself. So whatever you are is 
true so you don't have to argue it. The way I'm saying it right in this moment is just shift your focus. It seems within this paradigm, people are so focused on what other people are wearing and doing that they don't agree with, like wearing a dress that bothers people. Why do you care? Shift your focus to yourself. Allow yourself to wear what you want to wear. Do what you want to do. Cry at the movies you want to cry at. So in that sense, shift your focus to yourself. You don't need to comment on how Harry Styles is wearing a dress and how you don't agree with it. But then in another sense, when it comes to violence and people bullying others, shift your focus to other people. How can I serve them? How can I help? How can I step in? I just saw this video on Reddit where it was on a subway and some dude was trying to like pick a fight with this woman and like literally within two seconds, 10 different men stood up and started <laughs> beating the <laughs> out of him. And they were like, don't <laughs> with her. Are you serious? Like we're gonna <laughs> you up. And it was just so cool. Like they didn't even have to think about it in the video. So yeah, anyways, I just thought that, that was cool. Not saying that that woman needed men to protect her, but it was cool to just see these men without a second thought be like, uh, no, we are stopping you. We are putting you in your place right now. Yeah, a friend of mine told me one time that true power is being responsible. You, know, you respond to a threat or a problem and you solve it. You know, this, this one gangster idea I had heard is that you don't need to talk about it. You just do it. It's simple as that. And Abe Lincoln said, the best way to get rid of an enemy is to make him your friend. Fire in your heart, ice in your veins. If you're super brave and courageous, you don't have to discuss or debate that. You earn your valor when the time comes. You are manly enough. Believe it. I mean, one point I'm trying to articulate is to just give yourself permission to obviously dress the way you want to dress. To not hang out with those people that are belittling you, but for some reason you feel like you need to keep hanging out with them to prove something to them or yourself. You know, if you are dressing a way you don't want to dress, acting a way you don't want to act, listening to music you don't want to listen, maybe they aren't your friends. Maybe they aren't your people. And that's okay. There's so many people in the world. I mean, I take it from me. I've lost all my friends. Literally every single one of them. And I mean, I was kind of just talking to my, okay, not all my friends, because I was literally just talking to a friend about this, an old Red Lobster friend. She was like, we should get together with the old server friends. And I was like, eh, sadly, they do not like me anymore. And she was like, why? And I was like, oh, this and that. They just literally stopped talking to me after I ended a relationship with somebody who they hardly even knew. They which is like so stupid and she was like I can't believe that they would turn their back on one of their friends who have literally been there for them for years over some dude that they just met and I was like I know and it sucks it does hurt but in the end it's like they truly are not my friends and that's definitely off topic for sure but and a long time ago, I remember in, like, middle school, this girl that I, like, sat next to in a class, I wasn't even her friend. We just literally would talk sometimes during class. She was 
out of nowhere, she was like, you're weird. Everybody thinks you're weird. And I don't even know who everybody was. And it like hurt my feelings. So I was like quiet for a little bit. And then she was like, oh, are you mad about what I just said? You don't have to worry. Just dress like us and talk like us and listen to music like us and be like us. Basically, I was like, screw that. Why would I do that? Why would I change everything about who I am to impress these people who I don't even know? I have never been friends with them. I don't know. I just think that that happens a lot within especially male friendships like and female friendships. That's why you see like groups of friends dressing very similarly. Anyways, I just think you should give yourself permission to be who you are and cry a lot. Yeah. If you're feeling depressed, then talk about it. Truly, nobody is asking you to hold that in. You may feel like your friends don't want to hear about your worries and depression, but if you truly, like, ask them, hey, can I talk? I'm feeling really terrible and feeling like unaliving myself, they would definitely be like, of course, you can definitely talk to me. Reach out if you need help. Help others who are reaching out. Find new friends if they're putting you down. Wear a fur coat. Wear the... Those, faux, faux fur. <laughs> wear those rhinestone sunglasses. Wear that pink shirt. And remember, it gets easier. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the most uncomplicated way to put it is if, if you are a king, then you should care about and respect your people, and they should care about you. And your dick is huge. So big, it don't even fit in the microphone. <laughs> Peace out, player. You dope. Yo, yo, uh-huh, so some things are going on, making stickers and such, and little baby Indy's got fish in her butt, and twice in a week I got a piss in a cup, this is make do, man, we mixing it up, uh, mic drop.